So you're leaving for uh, Mexico tomorrow? No, I'm leaving for Mexico Friday morning. Okay. From here or from California? I know, I'm leaving from California. Wait, so I'm leaving Friday morning. I fly out at like 6.30 in the morning or 7.30 in the morning, whatever it is, to California. Then I'm in California all day Friday, all day Saturday. And then Sunday at like 10 a.m. we fly out to Mexico. Damn. I know. I'm so excited, but yeah. I have so, like all of this shit. I'm just trying to like... <laughs> Cram it in before you leave, right? It's not even cramming. I'm, it's, it's like I just want to handle it so I can actually check out and check into vacation, you know? Right. I really don't... I'm not getting an international plan at all. I don't know if Mexico counts with Verizon anymore. I don't know if the U.S. and Mexico are part of it. I feel like a lot of them do that. But either way, I'm not purchasing any international plan. Like if I'm connected to Wi-Fi and your shit goes through, cool. If I'm not connected to Wi-Fi, your shit's not going through and I'm not seeing it. And I'm probably not going to connect to Wi-Fi most yeah. of the time. <laughs> and you're gone for what, 10 days? I'm gone for eight days. Eight days? That's a, that's a good retreat though. Chill out. Get off the phone. Yeah, for sure. Like have, leave have me you, alone. <laughs> I, I've noticed like a ton of people talking about this and I've only watched the first half, if that, of the social dilemma. Wait, a lot of people are talking about it. Yeah, I didn't. Dude. I mean, I for me, I was just like. Yeah, that's why I don't have social. That's why I don't use social media. But I don't know how you can watch that and then want to want to even use your phone, let alone wa- want to use. Social I'm gonna have media to watch it. Maybe afterwards. I'll watch it tonight. It's it's really well done. My my wife loved it. She's she's the one who yeah. I wasn't gonna watch it because I knew what it was about. Yeah. But I was like, I've never had. That's been one vice that I've never adopted: is social media yeah. or or just my phone in general. Um, but even, even watching it, I use it less, mm-hmm. even, you know, less than I already do, which is, I'm all right. Actually minimal. like sent yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday. So I went from having 45,000 followers to 40 since I've opened Apex. So over the course of almost two years, okay. I've went down 5,000 followers. Okay. And, you know, I went from producing workout content to now workout, like slightly workout, personal business, clients, like I, I have a like podcast, like I have a little bit of everything now on there and I could understand why people started to unfollow me. That could be mm-hmm. the reason. Don't know. I don't give a fuck to be quite honest because I started to actually look at my engagement on my, my photos and my, um, my likes, my comments, my story views compared to what it was. And it has gone down so drastic. And I'm about to launch for Black Friday a new online workout subscription that can be done in home or at the gym. Um, And I'm second thinking it. I did so much work behind the scenes to kind of start getting it up and running. But now I'm second thinking it. I'm like, okay, let's say I have 40,000 people. Let's say like a 16th of them actually sign up for this i don't know what that number is but let's just say like uh, 200 people sign up for it if that Mm. is it going to be really worth the amount of time that i'm putting into it and is it am i going to get continuous growth from like am i going to get is this going to grow to where it's actually going to be making me money as opposed to costing me money because i'm paying i'm paying hannah to come in film edit the videos, the demo videos, help me do the email blasts every day. Like, is this going to pay? Am I going to make money eventually? Or is my following just going to keep going down and the program's going to reach less people? Mm-hmm. So I'm in turn, I'm not going to be making anything. I'll just be breaking even for a service that 
I don't find 100% necessary. So I'm sitting there and I'm already reevaluating what I want to do because fuck social media. Seriously. I'm it, like, I'll probably just launch it. I'll probably launch it for Black Friday. Let it ride out all December, probably into the new year. And like, if it doesn't pick up by the summer, I'm probably just going to call quits by the summer. Yeah. Because like, this is just fucking stupid. And it... <laughs> Not the weed. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's weird. It's, I don't know, that, that watching that documentary and then um, hearing, uh, you know, Joe Rogan had, had the creator of the documentary on. Did he? And I started listening to a little bit of it. I, I, got, I listened to like maybe 15 minutes of it, but the 15 minutes I heard, I actually think was more, for me at least, more interesting than the documentary itself. Hmm. Um, just hearing them one-on-one in that yeah. conversation talk about it. But uh, isn't the, the documentary a lot of interviews of like kids and people that use social media? Sort of. Okay. It, it's But it's it's outlining what it actually is doing, kind of how it hijacks. Like a site, like a psychology. The, yeah. Aspect. So like they, uh, the, the um, evolution, is he an evolutionary psychologist? I believe Dr. Jonathan Haidt. Um, his book, he has a book, there's a bunch, but the one I read years ago was The Happiness Hypothesis. It's a really good one. Um, but he's on there. He has another one new that I haven't read about social media called The Coddling of the American Mind, hmm. I think. And, and he kind of talks about the... Fucking makes sense. Rela- I love that relationships name. Relationships of um, depression and suicide, specifically in young girls with the advent oh my of social God. media. It totally makes and sense. And there's a... a very uh, specific correlation between the two as as social media has progressed those rates have increased mm-hmm. um, in that that specific demographic of, of young girls you can totally understand why um, the amount of like even i catch myself doing it and i don't give a fuck i'll, I'll sound vulnerable on here do you know how many times i'm scrolling through and like i'm probably more successful than some of these bitches on instagram like, just because you have millions of followers on Instagram doesn't mean that you're actually making money off of it. You know, I'm the opposite. But I get so insecure when I look at some of these pages and I'm just like, why don't I, why is my following going down? Why is it going, why is it not going up? Or, holy shit, like, look at how lean she is. Like, I'm not even, I'm, gra- I'm fucking happy as fuck. Right. You know, like, I'm happy the way I look. Why am I being so insecure? And I'll look at, or I'll be like, oh, look, look at her, her perfect skin or her perfect hair and perfect, perfect, perfect. And you compare yourself and you start to really get down on yourself or not even if you get down on yourself, but you're like, all right, I'm going to make a change about it. And you start spending money on my eyelashes <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, and like getting your nails done a certain way. Maybe this, this um clothing line or this skincare product line or whatever because you want to be just you just want to be just as good as this person so you think and like that ends up being horrible too because now you're just climbing yourself into debt because all these things are real expensive real expensive the upkeep for like eyelashes is stupid which is why i pulled them off you know but seriously that and that causes depression alone getting into a financial rut is depressing alone and now you have to come now you're sitting there down on yourself about your looks down on yourself about your finances you just kill yourself (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense though it it really does does. like i i would compare i I don't know about compare but my my sort of uh uh aspirations or like 
just seeing seeing these incredible homes and incredible travel spots. I'm like, oh, I want that. I want that. Mm-hmm, I want that. this yeah. extravagant lifestyle. But then I would always have this sort of dichotomy in my mind of kind of wanting for that, but then at the same time wanting for this very simplistic, almost like uh, hunter-gatherer-esque type of life where you... You sound like me like, during I, COVID. I would talk to my wife about this. Like, just just imagine if there was there was no cell phones, social media, no, no computer, no internet, no television. Our job was to wake up, tend to garden, and tend to animals that are going to sustain you and your family. And that's your job, is to live. Like, mm-hmm. literally, your job is to sustain your life. Mm-hmm. How... There, there's nothing else. There's nothing else to want, to desire. You're you're 100% fulfilled. Yeah. And that's the one where I sort of daydream about more. Like as if I'm driving, you know, from client to client and I'm daydreaming a little bit on which of these lifestyles I'd prefer. It's almost always the, the latter. It's, it's always the, yeah, wake up. You, you know what you have to do. It's make sure I have everything i need to survive until tomorrow yeah and not not to say you want that in a stressful environment no. right like so far back when you didn't have shelter and you're you're worried about you know wolves trying to hunt your I tribe think, like, i think <laughs> like, i think that's in, it, it's incredibly um obtainable to have both actually meaning as in to Maybe not on Long Island because the price, like the price to live here, is absurd. Oh, we'll but I, I think it's totally possible to w- not wake up and rush out the door to your nine to five. I think it's totally possible to wake up, tend to your garden, and collect your chicken eggs, and tend to your animals mm-hmm. and whatever that are going to produce your food. Um, work a job with less hours that you probably love to do, and. You know, keep the home tidy, keep the food on the table, keep the roof over the he- over your family's head, but still be like present in their mm-hmm. lives, not always be working. I think it's super possible because if you just, if you're providing, if you're growing your own food, if you're tending, you know, your animals and whatever, and you don't have, maybe you don't even have a phone, you're not on social media so much, there, there's a lot less things that are being flaunted in your face that you feel like you need. For sure. So... You don't need to go out to this restaurant that has this fucking dope pancakes and talking about burgers. Milk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about burgerology, actually. I just went there last weekend for they have brunch. Pancakes at burgerology? Yeah, they do a brunch. It's actually is cool. that the one in Huntington? They, yeah, they just opened one in Patchogue though now oh, too. Word. They literally have these. They're called like mimosa bongs, I think. Eighty-four ounces of mimosa, that's, and it looks that's like a, a bomb. Unnecessary. Whatever, it's like cool. It's like whatever. It's Instagram worthy, and people are like, oh my god, I feel like I need to go there and eat these dope pancakes and these burgers and this mimosa bong. And it's like, yeah, but if you just you know grew your own eggs and milked your own cow, you can make your own pancakes, you know, and you can make your own burgers. You could butcher the cow and make your own burgers. Yeah. Like, I just feel I don't. That's just that's what I think. I think it's super super possible to do both. Yeah. Well, you, we were talking last. I don't know if we're talking about it on here or before the podcast about your. You're reading Ryan Holiday's book. Ego is the I think enemy. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was after the podcast. Yeah, I and started he, reading that. after he got success with his first few marketing books. He moved. He lives in Texas on a farm on a ranch, and that's Does what he? He, he writes. And he tends to his cattle, ra- as raises his son. I don't know if he has more than one kid, but that that's what he does. Hmm. Just ve- this very kind of 
he he went all in on that like stoic type of lifestyle life, where yeah. it's what what is what are my necessities and that's what I will tend to. Okay, I love that. I really love that. And honestly, I, I got in touch with that aspect of life a lot during quarantine, especially mm. in the beginning phases of it after I got over COVID. I actually found myself so anxious when I was in my phone for long periods of time because of all the shit that was being thrown in your face. Plus, like, you're sitting here, you have no, I have no income, but I'm still being, you know, flaunted all of these miraculous things that I feel like I need to buy and, mm. like, I couldn't because I had no income coming in. So it gave me a lot of anxiety and actually started to drift away from my phone. And I mean, my garden only produced one fucking butternut squash and three <laughs> string beans, but I got into a, like a little gardening thing and um, like Anthony was helping me with that. And we did, we did a lot of just like regular gardening too, not like vegetables and mm-hmm. shit. And I don't know, it was just, it was nice. I got into my reading. We did, we had, we do two walks a day we'd go on. It was just nice to actually be like present and not get into a car to go from place to place. We'd walk up to Starbucks. We'd walk to the grocery store. Like we had all the fucking time in the world to do it. You know, it's not like I'm trying to cram the grocery store in, in 20 minutes. Like I put an hour aside to go to the grocery store because I knew it was going to take me 10 minutes to walk there, get everything in 10 minutes to walk back. It was just, it was nice. It yeah. was super, super nice. And it was a really refreshing, relaxing feeling. I don't know. I, I, so I can understand why you would want to do that. I understand why Ryan Holiday did that for sure. Yeah. And then that also applies to, though, getting off of social media. Like I've noticed oh, yeah. in not doing that since the start of, of quarantine, but more specifically over the past like two months of being so hyper focused on just my my work with my clients my schoolwork for for my masters um you know attending to this podcast showing up for it uh lifting and doing jujitsu like there's no i don't have time to do anything else mm-hmm. but everything i'm doing i'm putting so much into because there's no distractions yep. there's no oh i have 10 or 15 minutes let me go on my phone and scroll brainlessly through social media it's oh let me eat let me do some breathing exercises quick because i have a second yeah and then i'm off to the next thing and and at the end of the day i just feel so much more productive productive accomplished when i sit down to watch a tv show with my wife i i don't i'm not anxious of like oh i i didn't do enough today i wasted time i'm actually like present you know what i'm gonna not spend this extra half hour on this assignment that i could work on i'll do that tomorrow because i can take that time to chill out right now because i know i'm not gonna waste a half hour tomorrow again scrolling through and i only use instagram that's only one app and that's so that's honestly so inspiring and every part of my being is wants to do exactly what you did yeah and it's so difficult running i mean you were able to develop your business to the point where you don't need social media well that's the other thing but mine mine stemmed the root of how my business came about was from social media yeah so i need to continue doing that if i want growth i'm not i'm not anywhere where i want to be in life Mm -hmm. and i can you know invest in somebody to run it for me which i've slowly doing like i took hannah on at she's my social media girl um i have her just doing apexes but eventually i just like want to be able to delete amanda arrigo Mm -hmm. i don't give a fuck I don't clearly people don't give a fuck either I'm losing followers left and right so like why does it matter like I would love to just have one social media girl to run my businesses and not why do I need a personal account 
let's run Apex. Let's run If You Say So. Like, I, that, I'm super inspired by the fact that you were able to like personally detach yourself from social media. Right. And like, mine was only you. business to begin with. Right? Yeah. Because my personal one I had years before that. And even that I would like use it for a month or two and then disappear for yeah. two or three months. It just, I never had that. Again, I never had that draw, which is why the, the documentary for me wasn't as interesting as that conversation I was listening to with the guy Tristan Harris on Rogan mm-hmm. because he used this this phrase that I absolutely love and he calls it the race to the bottom of the brainstem, right? So like you hear that a lot okay. and like the race to the bottom with lower in training, for example, lower prices, lower prices. Gyms did that with their memberships to where it's like $2 a month, but you're getting a shit gym. Mm-hmm. No, There's no trainers even at those gyms, whatever. But this is specifically targeting on your sort of ancestral or, or, or these like paleolithic emotional triggers, that this thing is triggering and I, I never I don't know if it was for some odd reason I never bought into it not not to say that it's that I'm, I'm like above it no I, I just never was appealed uh, had that uh, appeal toward, towards it which is it's odd right so, it is odd because most people do like it yeah and I've been trying to figure that out more over the past there's few people days. that like it that aren't even active on it yeah yeah, like there's, yeah a lot of people yeah especially Twitter yeah, oh, I got a lot of. I think it's something like ten of the people on there. Like, I feel like Twitter's 2% for fucking celebrities. Content. I was gonna say, I feel like it's for fucking celebrities and like any like. And A-list girls promoting people. their OnlyFans. Oh, uh, really? Because you could. You, there's no limit. Instagram, you can get blurred out if you show a little nipple, right? Yeah, you're yeah. T- Twitter, you're. Full penetration. Matter. You could do it. You could do oh, straight wow. up hardcore porn Holy on there. <laughs> I don't give a All shit. All right, Twitter. So, you know, they're they're promoting their yeah, stuff and then on there. the people that I feel like follow the these like a list people. That's what they are. They're just following. They they. Why are you so? Why are you so obsessed and interested in other people's lives? Figure out your own life. Like, get interested in your life, man. Yeah. Make your life worth living. Stop looking at these people. Like, uh, I want Kim Kardashian's fucking silky robe line that she just released i want to be like kim kardashian why why do you want to be like her what's so yeah what's so fucking great i don't see it i would take her bank account <laughs> yeah but <laughs> like no it won't no you wouldn't you want to know well, why I, you wouldn't? 100 would okay maybe a portion of it but i don't think that you would take the whole thing because if i know you like i think i know you i know you actually like to do what you do Oh, I wouldn't stop doing what I do. No, but you would feel that you you would f- probably feel that you could take a step back from it if you had a nice financial cushion as like Kim Kardashian's. Here's here's where my vice. All right, so ready? So we, the social media is not a vice. I've never had an issue with. I shouldn't say that, but um, I've never had a problem immediately. Cold turkey, stop drinking or smoke or whatever. You know, any You're of those. You're cold turkeyer. Yeah, but paying for school books online court just i will go broke paying for that shit that's my advice and not and because i think it it is this sort of imposter syndrome right like i i don't i get a little surprised if i look back and look at some of the people i got to work with some of the athletes um even now some of the some of the people i have as teachers or whatever i am constantly thinking what why the fuck are these people talking to me i don't belong here like <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing I'm just making this shit mm-hmm. up as I go. So I, I will constantly pay for that education just to try to fulfill that 
that need to validate myself that I'm, I deserve to have this career that, that I deserve to be the person other trainers or coaches or athletes or whoever yeah. defer to for information. Uh, cause I don't feel like I am, I have this bad imposter syndrome. So that's where my vice lies. Got it. All right. That happens with people though. Yeah. And then also, you know, we're talking about wanting to get to a place where you have money, right? Cause like mm-hmm. right now, both of us probably in that similar stage of like, we're sustaining ourselves, but we're not, you know, we talked last week about, like, we couldn't raise a family on our income no, right now, right? No, no, Um, But it is nice to finally be making some money. And there's yeah. this, now there's it's this. It's nice to see my, it's nice to see my bank account go up slightly yeah. every month as opposed to it either staying the same or going down. But now there's this anxiety that I, at least I, I've been going through again over the past three or four months of, holy shit, I'm making money. I don't want this to stop because I know what it's like to not fucking have money. Oh, now, and now and you just keep grinding. So now that that anxiety is not, not that it's it's heightened; it's just transitioned. I don't from know one if it's necessarily an anxiety. I so I just read this in Ego is the Enemy, and I posted it yesterday on my Instagram because I felt that as an entrepreneur, this is how a lot of people successful, true entrepreneurs this is how they feel so this is what he wrote in his book if you i don't know if he quoted this from someone else or if this was his actual words but i highlighted it and it said if you start believing in your greatness it is the death of your creativity and i feel like it kind of pertains to what you're saying Mm -hmm. right now where it's like if you you've you've been at rock bottom financially now and now you're i call it coasting now you're kind of like coasting through. Your bills are being paid. You're watching your bank account go up a little bit. Money's coming in like a nice. It never was coming in like this mm-hmm. before. You can maybe go on that vacation with wifey. You can go out to dinner. You can whatever. You could do a couple extra things that you never, you weren't able to do, you know, last year yeah. or a few months ago. And now you're in this coasting mode where it's like, oh, all right, all right. Don't you, people get comfortable in that coasting mode, right? So I wouldn't call what you're what you're feeling that. Oh my god, I don't want this to stop. Like I got to keep going. Right. I wouldn't call that anxiety. I wouldn't call that anxiety. I would literally just call that growth and trying to just stay ahead of the curve so that it does not stop. So that you don't get comfortable in that coasting mode. Because if you get comfortable in that coasting mode where you're like, oh yeah, this income's coming in, cool, cool, cool. What what if? What if one day it just fucking stops? Like, what right. if COVID happens again? Or another something else like COVID happens again? Because I'm sure it's bound to happen again in our lifetime. What if something like that happens? What if the worst of the worst just fucking blindsides you and you've been coasting? And now you, you've you stepped out of that mentality of, okay, I need to try to, I need to make sure I'm doing better and, and constant growth upwards. Mm-hmm. If you step out of that mentality and you just coast and something bad happens, you've set yourself up for failure because now you will be back in that that rock bottom, fuck, I, here I am, losing money again, not being able to sustain, sustain my lifestyle. 100%. So I wouldn't call your what you're feeling anxiety. I think it's just normal for somebody who wants to be successful. Yeah. And I don't, because I, anxiety has a lot of negative, it, it's mostly, it's a negative feeling. Anxiety is not positive at all, at least for me. I've never experienced a positive anxiety attack. So... I I feel like negative uh, um, anxiety is a very negative word to attach to that. So I don't know. I disagree. Okay. I, I do find myself also, and I, I've done this forever, regardless of my status of, of making money. But whenever I got to that kind of next level and started to get comfortable, I would purposely buy something 
that I could maybe not really afford. So make to yourself force myself to keep like and that's keep hammering fucking at it. so good. I on and it's not. I don't know if it's that you're. I think you just fucking deserve it, and I feel like you should tap into that. Like yeah. my friend Aaron, who I'm going to see in California, and we're actually going to Mexico for his 30th birthday. I was just talking to him about that exact thing where he's finally like him and his girlfriend just moved into a, an apartment that is more than they've ever mm-hmm. paid for in their life and he just bought this like sick sports car that's like fa- he's into those fast fucking loud cars and shit and now now we're all going on vacation for his 30th birthday and he's sitting there and he's like oh my god I can't believe how much money I'm spending what the fuck like holy shit and I'm like Aaron you are killing it. Yeah. He lives in LA. He lives in West Hollywood. Like, he's a personal trainer there. He's got some high end clients. And I'm like, you're killing it. You work your ass off. Like, you're up at your first client's house at 5 a.m. every day. Mm. And you don't get home. I don't know what time he gets home, but I know when he usually gets off work, I think it's like, ses. it's either 8 30, it's 9 30 or 10 30 here. Mm-hmm. So then there's three hour time difference. So yeah, he's done it like 7 30 at night, I guess. So I'm like, you're going from 5 a.m. to 7.30 night. I don't know how many breaks you have in there, if you have any at all. But like, you fucking deserve, you deserve to spend that money on that extra lavish thing. And it probably just in turn makes you work harder. Because, yeah, you're sitting there like, holy shit. Oh, my God, I'm in debt again. Like, no, you're not. Right. No, you're not. You just, you deserved something right. and you you allowed yourself to have it yeah. and enjoy it. And you know, like for, for me, for example, it's been constantly adding more jujitsu every week. But that's something I know I could easily just, okay, fuck, I can't afford it. Well, this sucks, but I can't afford it and yeah. just pull it away. And now I save however much money a month yep. um, if, if need be. But I like to have that, again, that to see that come out of my bank account every month and go, okay, now I need to work harder to make my nut every month. Mm-hmm. And, and now. Because that's a know, nice we, chunk of money. It's not a $30 oh, yeah. gym membership. No, yeah. No. Um, you know, back to what you were saying with the cost of living here. Uh, oh yeah so we were you know i i don't want to live on this island my whole life absolutely not mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna the goal is finish grad school and then start to look elsewhere so three yeah. or four years um what if the podcast is doing great well <laughs> you better start promoting this bitch more <laughs> we need more than three listeners um <laughs> But we, Listen, I started cut looking, me some slack. I've been I, going through a fucking rough time, okay? I, I started looking at uh, places in Dallas because I love. I go there a lot for school for my, my fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, That's an easy flight, too, right? I love right? Dallas. It's not not a bad flight. Weather is huge for me. Um, 20 minutes from downtown Dallas. Three-bedroom, two-bathroom, two-story townhouse with a garage, full utilities, washer-dryer, brand-new refrigerator, dishwasher, Patio. Okay, townhouse, not house. Townhouse. townhouse. Got it. $1,700 a month. <laughs> Mortgage or like rent? Uh, I think it's a co-op. So I, uh, I think it's an optional an optional co-op. So you could do either or. Okay. But Wait, is it a co-op or a condo? Because there's a difference. Well, it's a townhouse. I, don't, I didn't look at... Uh, I, I, we were just looking at you gotta find things, out, no, to you, the if, price. If you're looking at something like that, though, because I was looking at them here, because mm-hmm. they're actually not bad here either. They're, they're pretty affordable. But co-ops fucking suck because you can never never rent out a co-op. You can't do anything in it that, like, if you want to knock down a wall or oh, yeah. whatever, you can't... You have to get the approval of your neighbors yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Like, you'll never actually feel like you own it. Yeah. But, like, 1700 everything included? That's what I'm saying. For three beds, two bath? 
three two three bed two bath garage washer dryer in there it doesn't even fucking matter if it's a townhouse or a basement that's, that's, what that's I'm cheap what would you what now imagine that here on long island seventeen hundred dollars a month i'll tell you what you get what are you getting i'll tell you what you get <laughs> i'll tell you what you get seventeen hundred dollars not split between anybody i know seventeen hundred dollars seventeen hundred dollars this is what you're gonna get because i just was moving and this is what i found in <laughs> selden which is a blue blue collar is am i saying this right blue collar community Be probably honest. Probably blue collar community. Okay. Um, Selden, blue collar community, um, not the best demographic. Uh, above ground, barely above ground. Okay. You're getting the flood windows, like the uh-huh. full windows, but you only see, you know, you're seeing half of the fucking dirt and worms and then half of the grass and the sun. And uh, hardwood floors, you know, everything else was, everything was in there. Everything's included washer, dryer, kitchen, one bedroom, one bath. Seventeen hundred dollars. That's what you're getting. That's what you're getting here on Long Island. Now I pay where I am almost twenty seven hundred dollars. Split? Yeah, not yet. Split. Split between me, Mike, and if we had a third roommate, um, because we do have three bedrooms. I mean, it would still be dirt cheap if we had a third person. But either way, just us two split is cheaper than if either of us were supposed to live on our own. And we have a beautiful place. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's above fully above ground. Yeah, <laughs> and like we got a yard and dish a dishwasher, washer dryer, hardware floors, like super super fucking nice. Central air, all anything you could really ask for. But like, look how much money that is. Yeah. If I wanted to go do that by myself, I couldn't. Twenty seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah, I wouldn't get a three bedroom, but still, it's like, <clears throat> what the fuck? Well, now here's the other thing too: no state tax in Dallas, and because you're in Texas. There's no wait wait what? Yeah. No taxes. What? Dirt cheap. You're paying ta- You're paying federal taxes still. Um, There's no state but, taxes. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So. So, for instance, what is property tax then? That goes. That's to if you own a home. You're paying taxes on the property. Do you so pay property you taxes actually, for? Here's the thing. You never. That's why I never want to own have a mortgage. You never own your home. No. Right. No matter what, you could pay for that thing in full in cash. Every year, you're still paying property tax taxes, which are like almost thirty k a year at, in some areas. To, to some, I guess a, a minimal amount makes sense. Maintain the the electric lines, maintain the power lines, maintain the the school infrastructure of the water. And eh, I don't have kids, so fuck them. Yeah, but <laughs> you just went on the last podcast talking about how you maybe one day want a little baby daughter. Okay, okay so but right now I don't. I don't so fuck hear. those kids. <laughs> They get the same bullshit education I got. Uh, and that's the other thing. The education sucks. We're, the taxes don't go yeah. to better education. It goes to more administration. Yeah. So yeah, to just yeah, get yeah. money. Um, but, you know, whatever. So You're never going to own it. That To me, that's like buying this sweatshirt and then having to pay Nike every time I wear it. <laughs> after I already bought it. Like, that, it just makes zero sense. Yeah. So why would I buy? I don't know. I've heard the argument for it. I've heard the argument against it in terms of owning a home. Mm-hmm. What I will say is all of the arguments I've heard against it come from billionaires. They're uh, pretty good with oh, money, yeah. so I'm going to listen to them. All the people who tell me, no, you have to have a home are people, they're all right. They got a nice mediocre life, but they're not crushing it. And then the people who are saying you don't want to own a home, if you buy anything, buy it to rent it, they're people who are balling. Yes. So yes. those are probably the There's people There's one of the biggest real estate agents in the Hamptons said that to, to one of my clients. Mm. He works with him. He said that 
he doesn't own a home for himself. He owns a bunch of rental properties and he rents his own home. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, what? And he rents homes or apartments or whatever he's renting in in areas that he travels to frequently. So Mm. I'm just throwing shit out there. But like, because I would love to do this. Like maybe one like Denver, LA, Miami, Chicago, like major cities. If you're a business person that you might be or Dallas, whatever. Like that's a big city too. I love it there. You could be potentially doing business in and there's always going to be um, a high volume of people traveling to at all points in time. That would be the best spot if you're going to if you're going to buy to rent or even if you just rent a fucking apartment and you're not going to live there year round, just Airbnb it Mm. because there's always going to be people going into L.A. for something. There's always going to be people going to Miami for something. Chicago, Dallas, like. Denver, big Phoenix, big cities that people are traveling to. Like that's smart as fuck. Yeah, smart as fuck. For sure. And for living, we like so Dallas was on that list. Um, it, but again, Dallas we like because twenty minutes from from the city. That's where all of my fellowship stuff takes place. Mm-hmm. So I already know people there, which is huge. Yeah. Thirty minutes from multiple airports, so it's kind of like being here, where you have JFK and, La- and LaGuardia, and yep. even over here in MacArthur, but. There you have have the the Love Field Airport, the Fort Worth, Fort Worth yeah. Airport. That um, one's huge. We that were looking at Colorado Springs, not too bad. I mean, more than Dallas, but not much, and cheaper than here. We were looking at Arizona. Um, Arizona's taking off not, right now. It's taking off, but again, compared to here, no, nothing. nothing. Um, I love Asheville, North Carolina, but the thing is, you're fucking in the middle of nowhere you have to drive so far just to get to an airport yeah and i i mean right now with covid not so much but in the next couple of years to come i'll be traveling so much with um all the fellowship stuff and, and teaching in that program yeah uh it's just not feasible Mm-mm. so it's it's trying for me it's it's logistics as far as being near a city that i like but not having the city feel not and not ha- exactly kind of being able to bounce back and forth p- between that kind of suburbs and 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 then city life weather's huge right like i've been to chicago i've been to st louis love both of those places fuck them in the winter oh (laughs) stupid (laughs) cold in the winter and it's windy as fuck yeah like some of those cities are windy like chicago i think me and anthony went there three years ago four years ago something like that and we went dead winter it was march and we went to go i was like oh let's go walk to the bean Mm-hmm. Right, let's go see the bean, the big fucking whatever mirror-like object that's there that everyone needs to go see. I froze my fucking ass off, and I was wearing Uggs and a long parka coat, and it didn't matter. Yeah. My face, <laughs> my face was frozen because you're you can't frigid. cover your face. No, you're frigid to the bone yes, in those cities. it was so windy. So stupid windy, but yeah, fuck that. I agree with the weather thing, yeah. but I also don't think that I could ever live like SoCal. You where couldn't? There's yeah, where there's no seasons. Oh, see, I totally could because, you know, fuck those shitty seasons. Yeah, but there's no really <laughs> drastic change in temperature. That's what I'm saying. Paradise every day. Sunny and 70 every day. Perfect. Mm. And you kind of have the seasons within the day. You wake up in the morning, you put a sweatshirt on, maybe a long okay, sleeve, a flannel. Okay. Afternoon, you rock shorts and a t-shirt. At night, back to a sweat. I'm not saying I need snow and like negative degree weather, but I definitely like, you know, I like fall. I, fall, I, like, that, mm. I like that fall crisp air. And yeah, go, I like, like tossing my Uggs on and my sweatshirt. Travel for a week, go to New Hampshire. <laughs> enjoy the fall. Enjoy the changes of the leaves. New Hampshire is such a random ass fucking yeah. state. <laughs> 
That's a quiet one too. They're a little. They're a little crazy. I've been. Up I feel there. like there's incest that happens there. Like that's the death. That's where it happens. Uh, no, it's just New Hampshire. It's good hiking. Just uh, interest. I'm trying. I don't even remember that trip was a blur. Yeah, New Ham. New Hampshire seems cool from what I remember. I feel like all your trips are blurs. I feel like we should totally have a couple podcasts where it's like <laughs> Anthony's travels, Amanda's I, travels, I stories during in, uh, travels that the, we remember. The f- the only time I was in the Bay Area, um, you told I was me this in San Jose. Well, no, I don't know if I told you this. I'm not the gonna whole... name him because he's still playing in the NHL. Oh, oh. But we went out, so we went to a Sharks game. I'm a huge Sharks fan. They were playing the Islanders, and they uh, they won, which is great. The, the Sharks won. And then afterwards, the, we were meeting the, the player afterwards to go out. So we went through the back of the arena, downstairs into the locker room, got to hang out, chat with the strength and conditioning staff, um, got a bunch of gear, like, like sharks, mm-hmm. like turquoise, awesome. Lululemon shit, which was awesome. Ooh. You have to pay for that, right? Ooh, um, luxury. And then we go out at night. This fucking guy, like third string defenseman, doing really well that season, but still, you usually don't. Like in hockey, that's not the big name. No. Dude, a local celebrity. Everywhere we go, people... I'm, gonna, I'm trying not to say his name. Don't say his name. Don't say his name. <laughs> he doesn't play with them anymore. I don't know where he plays now. I forgot. Um, but people, you know, getting autographs, just coming up to saying hi. We're trying to sit down and eat dinner. Oh, my God, we love you. Can we have you? Then we're in a restaurant. We see other players come. It was fun. And we went to a club later on that night. Not my scene at all all i do i feel like i couldn't even see you there i couldn't see you in a club at all no but it was it was uh it was an interesting night (laughs) there was a couple (laughs) i think i have this on a on video i have to check there was a couple outside the club and we're leaving waiting for an uber and they're making out and they stop and the girl just starts fucking vomiting nonstop. <gasps> oh <laughs> my they god they go right back to making out ew ew what <laughs> and it happens another two times while we're <laughs> oh trash oh, so gross trash oh, but that- like if i'm vomiting that's it for the night man like don't kiss me don't touch me put me put me in an uber and get me home and you know i'll just be kissing and hugging the toilet all night <laughs> Like, like what? Ugh. I wouldn't even think about trying to make out with someone after that. But I guess you're not really thinking at that point, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was interesting though because it was you're you're with this professional athlete, so no matter where we went, get right in. Yeah. Don't oh. Waiting, you get a table. We, same thing in St. Louis uh, with my teacher. Um, he was he works with a lot of the Blues guys um, out there, and even some of the the staff. I think some of the owners too. So we go to this Italian restaurant packed and the uh i guess the the host whoever is in front you're in the restaurant industry what is that person called the host is that the host yes okay (laughs) they're like person in front yeah they're like no you no no way you can't get in here like all right and then the chef one of the chefs sees us comes doesn't know me but knows the guy i'm with comes out whispers something to the host and the host's like Follow me. <laughs> Takes us right in the back, seats us right away. Like, what? <laughs> this is some special treatment, this is man. Privilege. Oh, this is great. This is privilege right now. Uh, yeah. Imagine if life was just that easy all the time. There were some fun trips. You know, I always wondered this. I wonder if, like, when celebrities go out to places, like, just, not, just go out, like, a situation like that. Like, hey, I'm Kim Kardashian. I'm going to a fucking regular old Italian place with my husband, Kanye West. Hmm. 
do you think they get shit comped and stuff? Like, do you think that the owners are like comping them, throwing in a free bottle of champagne or taking care of the whole check? Like, because these people can afford it. Like, if I was an owner, I wouldn't comp a damn thing for these people. Well, I wouldn't give them special treatment at all. Well, I think the way the owner approaches it as, is if these people are taking a picture or something and letting them know, they'll never afford that much advertisement, especially someone like Kim Kardashian. I guess. So it's a good trade-off because how much is that meal going to cost? Yeah, but cost? if that person, what if that person's not, what if <clears throat> they're not posting that they're at this place? Then what's the Maybe point? it's, I, I, don't, I, just, I don't know, maybe it's good. I, some places might do that. Some places might not. Yeah. I've heard, you might know this better than me because I've only spent, I've been to California a few times, but I've been to LA once. Yeah. So, uh, but I know there's some like very specific restaurants where that's the place to go where celebrities go. Uh-huh. So, and, but maybe that's the thing like celebrities go there maybe they're not paying full price or paying yeah. because then other people will go there because they want to see them so uh, maybe it's just unspoken agreement i, I, no I think idea. there's places like that i think uh <clears throat> like three times ago when i went to la there's this one place called i think it's called hide and we went for dinner and there's like small tapas whatever kind of pricey this place and i never understood why i'm paying like you know 20 dollars for two fucking meatballs for stuffed avocado yeah i'm like what is this like whatever it was what it was it was right in hollywood and um we actually were paying the tab and like getting ready to leave and all of a sudden like they started to try to clear the dance floor out and open like the back door and try to like justin bieber was walking in i didn't see him but i heard everyone being like oh jay beebs JB's hmm. here, and I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, but that's we a were level, leaving. That's so a level of fame that I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want that. It's not fun. Um, in that in the documentary with um, Down to Earth with Zac Efron, did we ever talk about this? No. Oh, you should watch that. It's on Netflix. I've seen it a bunch, but and I, I'm like, I'll watch that one day. No, 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 watch it. It's actually really good, and I have a newfound respect for him too. Not that I didn't respect Zac Efron ever, because. Mm. He was like super out in the open about being a stoner, which is like awesomely respectful in mm-hmm. that industry too. But like, I just never was a gigantic fan of him. You don't like High School Musical? I know I did. I just <laughs> I, I didn't find him attractive in High School Musical. He looked like a dweeb, but with his mushroom turned cut. into Mister Steal Your Girl. Yeah, now, like, <laughs> Zach Efron, I'm single now. <laughs> no, but. I knew newfound respect for him after watching that show because, or that documentary, because he goes to all these different countries, learns different things about how they're doing their part to um, lessen their carbon footprint in the world. Mm-hmm. And I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, his. So he talked in the uh, Uber with his co-host for this show about how he was casted for High School Musical, and that's all it was supposed to be. He's like, yeah, I was just casted for one Disney Channel movie, and like, it wasn't supposed to like. I can't believe it took off that way. He goes, I, I look at it, and I'm like, I didn't want this life. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just tried out for this one like Disney Channel movie, like not thinking it was gonna take off like this, thinking I was gonna make some money. Like, I forgot why he said he he wanted the money for something college. I think it was. He was like, I just want some extra money so I could pay for college. He's like, I had all intentions of like living a normal life and it took off and one thing led to a next and here I am and here I am today and he's like I literally can't go anywhere without someone you know noticing me taking the picture asking for an autograph whatever and he's I didn't he's like I really didn't mean to sign up for this life it it chose me and he always says he's like I need to get the fuck out of LA Mm -hmm. like when like he says it almost every single episode when he goes to different countries and he's like I love this life. I love everyone. Obviously, every country has a different culture, lives a different type of lifestyle. But every single country, he was like, 
I need to get out of LA. I need to get out of LA. Yeah, but why, why, is, why doesn't he just get out of LA? He, Most think, actors he, don't live there. I think he is. Most I of think the that, same ones. I think since that, I think he did move. Don't quote me on that. <clears throat> uh, Zach, let me know if he moved, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, one of our three listeners. <laughs> Fuck off. Imagine if he was, though. Okay? You, know, you know what I hate, though, about like, <laughs> like when he got shredded for uh, Baywatch? Yeah. And oh, then he was you see about online, that. like, Zach Efron's workout and meal plan. I'm like, okay, and. What about his steroid stack? Where's that? Yeah, no, that was <laughs> like, in there for where's, sure. Where's that? Actually, he <laughs> talked about how he, he talked about his diet when he went to Italy. They they went to uh, Sorrento. I don't know where the fuck it was. Um, whatever. It's like the biggest cesarean population. Cesarean. Century. Like C-section. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the word. <laughs> Whatever, centurion, people that are live above, past 100. Uh, yeah. I forget I'm what the word up is. picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. So they have the biggest. Centarian. Centarian. <laughs> what did I say? Cesarean. <laughs> Everybody's getting C-sections up in there. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. So whatever. There, He went there, mm-hmm. and he's re- like literally eating what these people are eating, and he's like, they don't eat any protein. What the fuck? There's all carbs, like it's like all raviolis and cheese and mm. homemade pasta and this and that. Like they eat meat, but it's not. I was gonna like, say there's usually a lot of fish in that. There area. is, but there's not like a lot of. It's not with every meal. So mm. and he was talking about his diet when he was dieting for Baywatch, and he's like, it was. He's like, I was doing keto. It was like all protein and all fats, like no carbs. And to find out that these people are living well into their hundreds mm-hmm. and not eating the way that we think is healthy mm-hmm. with, you know, high protein, a low carb diet. And they're actually eating all of these simple carbs like pasta and really fatty cheeses and shit like that more frequently than we perceive to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And they're living till a hundred. He was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? He's like, why do I think that this is the right thing? I was depriving myself of carbs. He's like, I just wanted like, he's like, I missed pasta. Holy shit. And he's like, this is the life I want to live. Like, why was I doing that during for Baywatch? Like, why did I have to do that to get that way? Because he had to try to look somewhat uh, comparable to The Rock. (laughs) Well, The Rock is a fucking freak. But also those like the thing with those areas are those sort of blue zones. Yes, that's what they call it. The blue zone. Yeah. Those those cesareans. (laughs) I'm never gonna but, live this one down. They, yeah, they they eat a differently, but you also have to remember they they have typically in, in most of those zones it's more of a Mediterranean diet, so a lot more natural olive oils, a lot of fish for their proteins. So mm-hmm. yeah, no no, um, like hormones uh, injected into, into their beef. And shit, no no yeah. grass or grain fed beef. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big thing is the quality of life. They're walking far more than, about the, than us mm-hmm. here in the, the states um far more their stress level is significantly lower not only because they're getting that physical activity every day but because if you've ever so i, I learned this when i was in argentina if you make plans and this is the same for brazil this is the same all over europe basically if you're not in america <laughs> if you make plans for dinner and the dinner is at eight o'clock it doesn't start till 10 you are lucky if they show up at 10 yeah. And I, I took me a minute to get used to this when I was in Argentina because I would show up at eight and then all of a sudden I'm like nine o'clock. I was like, am I at the wrong fucking place? I don't, I've never been in this country. I don't, I don't know. Did I go to the wrong town? <clears throat> nine thirty rolls around. They start showing up. I'm like, Hey guys, you said eight. Yeah. Where are you They're at? They're like, 
what's the rush? And then it took me a minute to realize, like, there oh, yeah, isn't. I don't have, I literally have nowhere to go. Yeah, I don't, there is I don't no have rush. a job right now. I'm not just, I'm just here to live. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I thought, oh, right. So it's like, wait, did you know you were going to be late? They're like, yeah, but you know, it's just a, There's a, no a, rush, a, yeah. a time like, hmm, It's okay. so crazy because <laughs> I thought about this on, was it Sunday? <clears throat> yeah, Sunday. It's past Sunday. Uh, we gained that hour for a daylight <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't? What does that mean? Sorry. <laughs> the night before. You did. I'm like, like, I'm like you all did. right, I'm going to set the clocks because I know tomorrow it. But I went the opposite way. Oh, you went <laughs> so forward? You woke up at 4 a.m. as like, six. I'm like, oh, it's 8 a.m. All right, let me get up. Let me do. And then I'm like, it's fuck, what time is it? And then I look six. at my phone. I'm like, oh, it's 6.30. I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> so I lost an hour. Oh, my God. Come on. Don't you know fall back not and spring ahead? You Come on. So going back to selecting places to live, Arizona bumped up high on that list because they don't do that bullshit. I know they don't. Yeah. I know. So now I think right now it's like only an hour difference. Is it a two? I don't know. Yeah. I just know Arizona is not. They don't. They don't participate. I like it. But continue. Um, do you know why they don't participate? <laughs> They're sports. They're sports? They're sports. What do you mean? For television times? For television times, yeah. That would make sense because I always think like when I would watch the hockey games here, it's like the NBC game of the week. It starts at 8 o'clock. I'm like, that's perfect for here. Yeah. But I'm watching the Kings play the Rangers. People in LA, it's 5 o'clock. They're stuck in traffic on the 405 trying to get mm-hmm. home. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are they doing? Yeah. So that, that makes sense. So that's why they did it. My sister <clears throat> actually told me that when she was in, living in Phoenix for her internship. But um, I was going to say something and you told me threw me off. My bad. About the time change. You gained an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I gained an hour on Sunday and I felt because I gained an hour, the day just felt super long and Mm -hmm. I didn't have to rush. It was my only day off. I didn't have to rush from place to place. It was really nice. And I had a little bit of um, a deja vu feeling when I was in the car and I was like, wow, this is how I felt when quarantine was happening. I didn't have to rush from place to place. There was no appointments that I had to get to. There was no client that I had to get no to. No traffic. There was no traffic. There was no, there was literally not a single point in that day where I was like, I need to be at this destination at this time. Nothing during COVID. Absolutely none. And Sunday I had like a little deja vu moment. I was like, wow, I fucking missed this feeling. And I was sitting there and I realized I was actually driving the fucking speed limit on Nichols Road. Mm. I was like, wow, I'm fucking going 45 miles per hour right now. Not 65, 45. This feels nice. People were going around me and everything. I was like, like jamming out to my acoustic, like coffee house XM station. And I'm like, this is fucking great. And it's just such a nice feeling. And the stress level is like, so I understand that why they live so much longer. Yeah, that's a huge, and, and a big part is very, very close community. Right, and you tie that back into the social media aspect of it, but mm-hmm. especially in Italy, you typically have three generations living in a household. Yeah, right. Like this is so for for so my grandparents when they grew up, my grandmother in Brooklyn, they had a, a I guess an apartment or whatever type of home they had, um, and now out here in Long Island, when they built their home back in the sixties, um, it's the same way. It's the main level where usually the, the parents live. Mm-hmm. The top level 
I believe I'm getting this right, the top level where the grandparents will usually live, and then the bottom level where then the, the kids end up living when they grow up. And you have three generations living under one roof. It's and great. at each level you have kitchen, living room, bathroom. Babysitter. Sta- yeah, exactly. You have <laughs> you do. Are you serious? You I know. That was one th- that's one thing where it gets a little coming back to the financial aspect of things, <clears throat> thinking, okay, if I were to have a child here, I have my parents, my God willing, still five years from now, still have my grandparents, my so many aunts and uncles and cousins. I have this giant family. But you're not under I the would same never roof. be. Yeah, but still, I, they're everyone's within a 20, 30 minute drive. Yeah, you would never would not never, have a babysitter. Exactly, or someone just to help. Because that's how I was raised. I wasn't just raised by my parents. Yeah, my grandparents played a huge part in raising me because I lived with them for five or six years, mm-hmm. and then I lived down the in that area that was down the block from my cousins and aunts and uncles. Who in the previous house when I was younger, they lived with us in the basement apartment. So like. I was a, a, a this I feel sort like of that was like I, I of, feel like our <clears throat> generation might have been the last one to experience that. Yeah, I don't feel like it doesn't happen too much anymore because like my both m- well my nana and my poppy so my mom's <clears throat> parents, um they took care of me and my sister over the the entire summer when school was not in session the entire summer when I was not in school and I was very young didn't even get into kindergarten yet and both my parents were working my aunt diane who's she's not a blood aunt mm-hmm. but she's related to my uncle who's my dad's brother and or she's married to him and she would literally watch me and my sister and that that's how it was and i don't even want to say back then right i'm fucking old but like it's so it's really actually crazy different now because i feel like that doesn't happen anymore yeah like that barely happens like just from with my ex-business partner she had her daughter and she's a single mom and her getting her mom to watch her daughter frequently was like pulling teeth. Whereas I feel like when we were growing up, getting our grandparents to watch us was like a treat. They were like, fuck yeah, bring them yeah. over. Let them stay. Keep them here for four days. But then it's also, in my mind, I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I, I don't, don't know if I want-, I want my parents <laughs> raising my, I maybe a little bit, but I remember. When I was a kid, I couldn't wait for my dad's dad, my, my grandpa on that side, to come babysit me and my other two twin cousins because we knew he was going to put on the titty channel and let us watch. <laughs> Same. Like, I grew up on fucking Golden I grew up on fucking golden Girls Wheel of Fortune. Like, I'm like, mm, I didn't watch Cartoon Network. Uh, what, was, what was Nickelodeon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you want to wrap this up? You got a busy day, right? I do. I got to stop have, my clients. What do you have left today? I got 2 to 8.30 straight through. Is it the beginning of your day, though? Beginning of my day. Well, I mean, I started at 6 a.m., but... Same. Yeah, it's a long one, but... Yeah, long um, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and um, follow me on Instagram, uh, <laughs> at Amanda Arrigo. Uh, I'm going to need the followers, you know, so <laughs> make sure you get on that. Yeah, and you'll be out... When do you come back? The 14th? I come back on the 14th, so I'll be out for a week, but I have Hannah working on my episode that... Um, I, oh, yeah, you should address that. I'm going to address that right now, really fast. Um, I released an episode um, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. I think so. It was called Business One-on-One. It was a solo episode that I did, um, how my business started and how it's evolved and things that I did right that I acknowledge that I'm like happy I did and things that I did wrong that I wish I could have done better or differently or whatever. Um, 
and I had to take down because it was really echoey, and I don't think either of us knew how to figure that out. Yeah, so we had I had some sound issues, which we've resolved. These have been sounding yes, better. Yes, way better. So um, my social media girl is on that one, and that's going to be releasing in two weeks. Sure. Yeah, two weeks, yeah. I think. I'm going to try to get in some uh, some athletes in here, some ex-NHL yes. players. Over Maybe when you're gone. Sounds good. Try to get them into makeups from lost time. All right. All right, dude. We'll enjoy your trip. Thanks, bro. See, See you, you later. Yeah.